Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome back to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. Today, we are doing a takeaways talk to break down what we learned from our guest and friend, Ashley Baxter, who is a transformational life coach, and she is the founder of Courageous Worth and the Courageous Worth podcast. She shared a very difficult story last week. So go listen to that episode. She talked about a sexual assault. We won't regurgitate all the details, but uh, definitely worth checking out. And we're going to talk about how, what we learned. And yes, today. Yes, she, you know, Ashley has such a, she's such a light. She has such a bubbly, just effervescent personality, you know, just lights up a room and, and you, you hear her story and you hear what she's been through. And it was a long journey. It was like years of, you know, going through just um, trying to even get justice, let alone, like she said, the process of healing isn't like, okay, on Friday, December 24th, I was healed. You know, it, it's, it's an on, it's an ongoing thing. I learned so much from her. The thing that I related to her with was that, you know, when you when you come out about your story and you include other people and you do something to help others with that story, it's putting a, a purpose to your pain. And that progress helps you to heal. And you discover that you're you're not alone in things and oftentimes when difficult things happen emotions of fear or shame or guilt and everything else come up and it can be difficult as you're going through that process sharing and having possible judgment one of the things that i really took away listening to ashley was this process of well, it's a multifold process, I'll say, in hearing, A, when something happens to you, you're trying to make sense of it yourself. What happened? How do I feel about it? What do I want to do about it? Do I want to talk about it? Do I want to get help? I mean, there's all these questions that are going through your mind. And simultaneously, while that's happening, there's the opinions of other people, like she talked about, that they could maybe they support you, but maybe they have an opinion about what you should do and how you should do it and then how you should live your life. And and it's it can create this confusion for yourself of, okay, now you're overwhelmed with your own feelings and the opinions of other people. And so the bravery 
and the transformation that she had, which I thought was so powerful, is that recognition of her self-worth, that it's about what she believes and what she wants and how she wants to process and live her life. And that... Not the expectation of others. Yeah. Put on her. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's big. Yeah, that's that is. a big transformation. That is big. You know, the worst thing that can happen to us is if we believe the lie that we have that that has happened. You know, when when you go through a a trauma like that, to not tell somebody about it, to not get help for it, people don't realize that that is the worst thing that can happen from the assault. Because then you are the victim, you stay the victim, you don't progress because of that, and you believe that that is what was put onto you is what you are, you know, that that you were, you know you know, defiled. I mean, I remember, I remember feeling like, you know, I loved the thought of being a virgin when I got married. And, you know, I I really valued that. And then when that was taken away from me, I thought, well, it, you know, I'm, I'm defiled. It's just, I'm ruined. It's ruined. That's it. It's spoiled. It's ruined. It's over. That's nobody's going to want that, that, you know, and that's not the truth. That's the story you told yourself. That's a story. And if you believe that story, that is the worst thing that can happen to you from that trauma that you went through. Yes. And that is the complexity of exactly what she talked about. All the things that you go through after trauma is processing those elements of how you deal, how you manage, how you respond and being able to get over that hump that she was describing where you you don't let it overtake you. You're able to still live your life and move on and recognize your worth and your dignity. And that was something that happened. And yes. it's, it's, it, it's not, it doesn't define who you are. Absolutely. You know, healing is getting to a place where you, where you can go through it and get through it. That's, that was one of the things that she said. She said that healing, you know, didn't look like, okay, I'm done. It's over. But it means that, you know, you've gone through it. I mean, I, I feel like it, there's such a correlation between needing to be healed and grieving, right? Like it's mm. the same thing with, with grief. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Like, like Jeff, that happened to us. It mm-hmm. happened. I'm not going to pretend like it didn't happen. It's not going to ever go away. You don't get over it, but you just move through it. Right. It's you're not denying. You know, there's there's a period in the grieving process that is denial. And when you get to a place of acceptance, it's being okay to say that it happened and also being okay to go through the emotions regardless of how they show up. You know, my I lost my father when I was nine, when I was a child, but as an adult, I still have the right and the moments that occur where I might 
have a memory or uh, it's Veterans Day or Father's Day or a birthday and it takes me back to a place and I can still cry and have those emotions and have moments of joy or moments of sadness. And, and that's a process, you know, that just the, the human emotion is a process. And I think giving yourself permission to go through that and feel what you feel and not feel bad about having those feelings, it's just being able to go through that and not stay in a place that is detrimental to you. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, that I thought of when I was watching Ashley, because she is, you know, she just has a constant smile on her face all the time. She's just one of those people that she is the opposite of resting bitch face. The exact opposite. She RBF is not her. What would you call that? She has resting joy face, joy face, which is, you know, and, and that I honestly RJF. Yeah. She has RJF. She is the poster child for, for RJF. RJF. And it's 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 a part it's a part of who she is. Mm-hmm. It's her persona, right? So when she said mm. that she got back to the car mm-hmm. and she called her friend, yeah. she kind of giggled. Yeah, she, and she was like, "You're not going to believe what just happened to me." Like, yeah. I can see how like somebody would be like, "Um, mm, there's not that's not a trauma." Because uh, she was actually laughing about it. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. But to know her and mm-hmm. like and like she said, you never know how you're going to react to it. Some people freeze through it. Some people, fight, you know. She was talking about fight or flight. Fight or flight, cry, whatever, you know. I have this really weird default and it drives Wes nuts. It drove, it drove Jeff nuts. It drives my kids nuts. It dro- anybody who's ever close to me <laughs> that when there's a heated argument i will laugh like like when he he will bring up something like you know you're so inconsiderate you can't even tell you know that you left your shoes there or something you know something like that i don't know whatever and i would just and he'd be really upset about whatever it was i'm just making something up off the top of my head um but you know he's like in the heat and he is just like not funny you need to hear me i am struggling with this I am fighting laughing. Like it's a default for me. What's what's the what's the place that comes from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Kimmy does the same thing. Really? It's a birth defect. I don't <gasps> a know. Birth defect. I don't oh. know. I don't know, but but somebody could look at me and judge me in that moment and say mm. You think she, this is funny? You think this is You're funny? It's not funny. This is Ooh. not funny because that's what he says all the time. This is not funny. And I'm like, I don't think this is funny. I just, I'm just <laughs> laughing because it's like, you're super right. Like, like I laugh because, oh my gosh, whatever he just said, he's a hundred, 100% right. <laughs> And it's not the reaction he wants. Oh my Not the gosh. reaction he wants. So like I so when when Ashley talked about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not the reaction you'd want from somebody who had yep. that just happened to them. Mm-hmm. You would want let me see. Let's pull up the textbook. Textbook reaction to a trauma is A B C. Whatever, you know? Yes. That was not textbook. That <laughs> and that would not help her case, I'm sure. No. It doesn't help my case when we're arguing. 
I get in deeper trouble for oh that. Oh my all gosh. The time. That that is so funny. I just want to laugh and <laughs> I can't even just imagine what these arguments look like that are serious but Oh, it's not. not it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> oh boy, Wes, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, right. Oh, so the common so here's another thing. We asked her, what are the common things that hold people back? Yep. And she said, number one is believing the story that you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gross. Nobody's gonna want me. I, you know what, I deserved that. I asked for it believing that story that was number one number two was taking on expectations for others and defining them in your own life Mm -hmm. like saying okay des wants me to be this way so i need to be this way and oh wait but but um wes wants me to be this way but oh wait but my kids want me to be this way it's you can't do it yeah and and she talked about she said it's exhaust you're going to exhaust yourself if you do that and she's just so spot on yep it'll that'll hold you back those are the things that hold you back Whew. listening to you know self self limiting beliefs um taking on other expectations as your own and then the last was not weighing all of that out and not asking yourself the questions like, okay, hold on, hold on a second. Ask myself the right question and balancing those two things out. Number one, this expectation that they have put on me, is that something I want for my life? Is that something I need in my life? Is that something I should do? Weighing those out, asking yourself your those questions, asking yourself the story that you, you know, of limiting beliefs. Um, actually, I'm not a piece of garbage. I actually am pretty cool because I'm a walking miracle. Uh, yeah. I was wonderfully made. Nobody else will ever be out there like me. Nobody will ever, ever be, have the same hair, same eyes, the same fingerprints. I... You know, I have my own story to tell. I have my own gifts and my own reason for why I am here on earth. I love in that the punchline of how powerful it is when you ask yourself the right questions. And that right there is money. So I would say, think about that for yourself as you go through, I mean, what Ashley shared was a was a trauma. It was it was difficult, but ge- generally speaking, when you go through anything difficult and you're at a pivot point where you're reflecting and you're deciding how you feel about something, take a purposeful pause and ask yourself some tough questions. How do I feel about this? What do I believe? How do I want to show up? Because the confidence is built in being able to stand up for all of that, despite what others say and mm-hmm. believe. They yeah. may or may not agree, and that's okay. But the more you can get right with those questions, the more you don't worry about somebody else's perspective on it. Perspective, absolutely. And as far as like self-limiting beliefs, I think that you know when you're talking with women that struggle with confidence, a great tool that you can put in your back pocket 
as far as getting yourself out of those self-limiting beliefs is actually comparison in a good way. Hmm. Looking at other people's stories and, you know, you may not believe that, you know, you could do something, but if you think to yourself, you know what, hold on a second. What does she have that I don't have? Okay, hold on. When you when you take your eyes off yourself and you look at somebody else and you look to somebody else that has accomplished things or is where you want to be, I think you will find that there's really not much difference. Now, you can't be just looking at their social media. <laughs> this is something that needs to get deeper it's, because everybody on social media is perfect. Well, rem- remember that too. It's it's that and that's the psychology of it and that's why depth and connection is so important in this day and age in society is because what you see on social media is what people want you to see. It's a fraction, a portion of the story, right? It's not yes. the whole piece yes. of pie. It's like yes. just the really good slice that had the whipped cream and the crust was all together. <laughs> and the rest of that pie was a mess. It was a hot mess. But really, you know, I think we just need to educate ourselves on those things of of perfection. There's no such thing. There is no such thing. So don't limit your own beliefs that you have to be perfect or that you are not enough. Yeah. That's not something that will serve you well to embrace. Not at all. You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network, and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high-quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio, brand out loud, the world is listening. I appreciate to just, I mean, it's so fitting, Ashley's brand and her program and what she does to be called Courageous Worth, Um, how she has translated everything that she's gone through into something that is so useful for others. She talked about the PDFs that she has of how to deal with a uh, being a survivor of sexual assault and what does it look like to be a healthy support system to someone. Oh, I love that. 
which I think is really great because there's probably a lot of assumptions that people have about what you should do and that that clears the air if you can find the right resource so you show up well for those. Everybody needs that because sadly, you're going to run into that in your life if you haven't already and didn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. What a awesome tool to have. Yeah. And and the thing about it that's interesting in listening to Ashley and knowing about some other stories is it might not be immediately after something happens that people share. They can have held something and it comes out 10 years later or whatever that is. So you never, my point with that is you never know when you might need to be a support for someone because things evolve in ways where you find out something even from a friend you've known for forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I had I had just kind of repressed mine for about two years before mine came out. And, and if that incident had never happened, I don't know how old I would have been before I revisited that because I was so young and I didn't really know what to do with all of that. Yeah. And, you know, who knows when that would have come out. But, um, you know, keeping it keeping it in the dark is not something you want to do, ladies. If you are out there and this has happened to you, if there's something that you've gone through, it's there. I can't even tell you what a joy you can have by bringing that to light. And, and you know what, the enemy in your mind would say, no, 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 I can't. I can't let anybody know this about me because they won't accept it. You know, if you don't say something about it, then nothing good will come from it. Yeah. And, and, you know, you don't even know what you could do for others. And there's so much healing in that. So I just, I really want to encourage you to channel that inner Brene Brown. Just saying there is something to vulnerability that makes you human, that makes you real, Mm -hmm. that makes you relatable, Mm -hmm. because none of us are walking around here like perfect Mm -hmm. people. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. We are just these complex creatures. (laughs) You know what I mean? So (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I really, really felt like I learned a lot I, I did too. I did too. And on a fun note, oh my gosh, she's just adorable. Virtual babysitting. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Get out. She right? is she so, is so funny. I, I had a girlfriend who was like in the beginning of the pandemic, she was like, you know what? I think I could probably sell my services of telling stories to corporate, you know, like like all the corporate moms that were were home during shelter in place and had their kids being all blah. She's like, yeah. I could I could do like this this story time with But think about that. That is actually so clever, Ashley, because you know, a lot of times parents need that time to concentrate or do something and they're trying to figure out how to keep their kid occupied and there's only so many movies and so many things, but if they have that engagement yes. <laughs> with someone that is real time, that's, that's, there's something there. Yep. Just saying. And, and I also love how you could relate to her in the, she's like, you know what? I am fine with not having kids. 
Yeah. I'm fine with not having kids. Yeah. And you know, okay, so it's interesting because at her age, I remember asking her, do you have any kids? Hmm. Because it's a valid question, you know, at at her age, because most people you run into, you know. It's very common. Very common. Now, when I asked her that, mm-hmm. I didn't have an expectation mm-hmm. that, you know, she should have. You know, I didn't have any kind of, you know. Whether she said yes you know, or no you know, was irrelevant. I was like, just like curious. Yeah. I was just curious. And I, I think that that is a great confidence tool for you to have when you are making a decision for your life that's kind of out of the box and somebody asks about it. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, they're just curious. But the enemy in your mind, your self-limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. you, you know, is that the story you're telling yourself is, oh, they're thinking different of me because I don't have kids. Yeah. Oh, they're thinking different of me because I don't do this traditionally or I don't do that traditionally. That's right. You know what? And if they do, really, really? do you want them in, their, in your life? Yeah. And you shame know, on them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, your life. That's the kind of thing that I learned through doing unconscious bias training in my firm is just... It can it can snowball into maybe assumptions or expectations that people could have, not necessarily. So you too have to just be open. Like you said, it could be pure curiosity or there could be something behind that. And I've, I think I've experienced both where I've gotten questions and it was pure curiosity and then other times where there was a clear judgment based on subsequent comments. So for example, do you have kids? No, I don't actually. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, well, you know, People it's, have done that to Yeah, where they, then it gets into how old you are because it's basically saying, okay, well, you still have time. Right. Well, you well did you did you not have kids because right. you couldn't? Exactly. You trying, it goes, you know, you? it goes down this, this kind of rabbit hole. And, but see, when you're confident in yourself, it's... It's not personal. That's just their belief that yes. there's something about having kids that is normalizing, you know, but that doesn't negate the fact that maybe you feel differently and that's okay. And you could both coexist right. in that space. But it is something where if you're anything feeling in, in a minority in some way, whether it's kids or just some other subject matter, it's that that part of that is confidence is your ability to say, nah, that's okay. Maybe I'm the one person that's different out of 10, but I'm fine with that. I think an area that that women are faced with this constantly is when you are a mother, mm-hmm. because everybody parents different. Mm, that's true. So, you know, some of them believe in sleep training. Mm. Let your baby cry. They'll go to sleep through the night. Others believe in the family bed. Let them sleep with you. Nurse, nurse on demand. Don't let your baby cry. Hold them all the time. Um, everybody has maybe one opinion or another opinion or a variation of those, right? Mm-hmm. And as a as a mom of eight, I can say that when you are a new mom, because you haven't done it before, and you're still kind of trying to find your way, you there's this lack of confidence because you feel like 
I can't be confident because I haven't done it yet. Mm. So therefore, I can't say it worked. I know that this happened when I decided to have a baby at home. So I planned home births and oh my gosh, my whole family was all flipped upside down about it. I remember my aunt telling me really boldly, well, you know, because here I am pregnant for the first time. I'm in my 20s. You know, I was like 24, a little kid. And she goes, well, I have had five kids. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. Like, like looking at me like, you know, what do you know? Like, what like do you, you know about it's it? It's like yeah. you said, it's the comments afterwards, it's right? The comments that, afterwards. that show you that was a judgment. Okay, so then I take that information and I go, hmm, what do I want to do with that? Now, I have a choice. I can process that and say, you know what? Do I need the expectation of my aunt and my family to, you know, override Mm -hmm. my desires and my convictions about what I want to do? Or can I just stay firm Mm -hmm. to my desires, my convictions? And I did. And I had eight kids. Um, All were planned at home. Two of them ended up in the hospital and um, ended up having having them in the hospital. One of them was 20 days overdue. So when I needed to go to the hospital, I went to the hospital. I was fine with that. And then Elysia, because I was, you know, 72 when I had her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. My body was going, what is happening? Why are Get you doing this? Get this woman medical care now. Immediately. <laughs> You'd think by the time you've had eight, you'd just be like, boop. Oh, what was that? Oh, hey, the baby's here. Hey. It didn't happen that no. way with me. Now, it did with my daughter. My daughter had babies. Boop, boop. Like, they just, oh. in an hour, both of them just, like, flew out. Like, no problem. That's a dream. She would probably disagree. But <laughs> they were they were very fast. She had both of them at home. One, the midwife made it to. The other one didn't. But all that to say is that, you know, experience gives you confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't have the luxury of that experience. But you've got the trust in yourself if you want it. And that's the difference. Because guess what? There is a first for everything. At some point, something you're doing is going to be the first time you're doing it. That's right. You got to trust in and yourself. everybody who has ever done it exactly had it first when they did it mm-hmm. and just be confident in that go back like she said the third thing weigh that out and ask yourself the questions okay mm-hmm. i'm going toe-to-toe with my aunt right now she's got the experience <laughs> she's got the fruit on the tree all right i'm gonna go back and i went back to books that I read that gave me the conviction. I went back to my late husband. We talked about things and that that conviction was built up. Maybe when you go toe-to-toe with somebody, they're going to bring something to your attention and you're going to realize, ooh, my convictions, you know what, actually, Mm -hmm. it's not that they have an expectation for my life, but you know what, they actually have a good point there's some validity you know now now that i'm weighing that and Mm -hmm. i'm asking myself the questions i'm actually not coming up with the answers that i thought i would have anticipated to have the convictions that i need to have the confidence that i need to go forward to whatever it is that i want for my life and that's why processing is so important when we talk about that sometimes there's just certain things in life that happen 
and you need additional data and feedback to draw a conclusion. Mm -hmm. You don't have all of the answers at once. And I think that is the mistake that we make is feeling like we need to a lot is, oh, I should just be able to figure this out. Well, if life was that simple, we wouldn't have any challenges, mm-hmm. yep. you know? And so yep. I I just enjoyed being able to hear Ashley talk about something so profound and help us to understand uh, that everything is not black and white and we mm-hmm. <laughs> have to honor that and give ourselves grace for the different, different things that happen. And it's it oftentimes in the time of darkness and in the gray where we have the biggest revelations and learn with, get more clarity about who we really are. That's, yeah. that's the beauty through the pain. Yeah, We talk about that and it's, it, it might not feel great through it, but in hindsight and through your reflections, you recognize that, that push to growth that you get on the other side of the confusion and, and all the things that you go through. And, and there really is beauty. Like that woman is radiant. She really is. She, um, she is definitely somebody that anybody who has her in their life has value. Is very <laughs> blessed. Life. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. uh, she is just such a quality person. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was really, really good that to was, that was kind of juice all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if uh, you haven't already, you can go back and listen to the last episode with Ashley Baxter. We'll also have on the show notes how you can connect with her, how you can find out what to say, what not to say when you find out that, you know, your friend has been violated. Um, she has information, a PDF that you can you can look at and and also things to help you through it if you have not things steps to help you process through it mm-hmm. in addition to other services as well absolutely do it yourself course and um and then also group mm-hmm. um, processing that yeah. you can do a variety of things so definitely check her out And now it is that special time of our episode where we get to do our gratitude Gratitude attitude. You want to go first? I would love to go first. And you know what, though? I'm having such a hard time picking all the things because I'm in such a, I am so happy. I am so happy and I have so many things to be thankful for. But uh, the one that I will share with you today is that I, I mentioned on the podcast just quickly that we had gone to a restaurant on Thanksgiving and um, there were, I don't know, maybe six people in the whole restaurant and we met the couple next to us and it just so happens that even though we were, you know, an hour and a half away from where we live, the woman lives like three blocks away from Wes. And her boyfriend lives in Roseville, where we were. And so we exchanged numbers. And we've been talking on on Marco Polo, and we have connected in such a beautiful way. It's so cool. Um, Today, she said to me, she just blessed me so much. Being in my life, she's just, she is such a treasure. But she she said to me, um, 
I want to thank you because when I first met you, you said, you need to meet my girlfriends. I have the most amazing girlfriends, which I do. She's yeah, like, you invited true. people <laughs> in. And <laughs> you, she said, you invited me in. And I really appreciated that. And, and we have just gone back and forth with just so many tragedies and transformations that we've had to go through in our lives mm-hmm. and and it's been it's been a real cool thing you know you know when you meet somebody sometimes you just know that they're brought into your life for a very special mm-hmm. reason that is like it. when I met you it's the truth it's like you meet you know it's like Oh no, there's something there. There's, there's something there. Something there. Something so, real yeah. special there. Yeah. It's so. a gift that keeps on giving. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. To I you love all that. every week. Right? So, what is your gratitude attitude? Uh, okay. So, speaking of every week, this is something, I'll, I'll be honest, it's something that I've just processed more after it actually happened. So, Gina Marie and I recently couple weeks ago celebrated 50 episodes with the podcast and so you know when it when it happened and and it was really Ben our podcast manager that kind of helped bring to the attention because he put together this cool little reel of all these experiences that we've had throughout the year that just like really warmed our heart and made us cry and just made us all gushy inside and want to listen to it 50 times (laughs) exactly it made me just have a, a even greater appreciation for our listeners it's been amazing these last couple weeks, just seeing great reviews come through, just uh, periodic messages out of nowhere to both Gina Marie and I of just, I listened to this episode and this is what it did for me. I just want to thank you because, and it just brings me back to, to purpose. It's that connection to purpose of it's, that for me means everything. Just knowing that somebody can listen and get something out of it to have a revelation or to enrich a their turning life. point yes. in their life or whatever it is. It, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a small thing, but it's something. And so I just, I've, I've had that reflection. So I just want to thank you for, for continuing to be on this journey with us. It, it really means a lot because we're on it with you. Amen. We're growing with you. Amen. And it's, it's the just, truth. It's iron sharpening iron, right? Oh, it just so means a lot. I had, um, we just recently for Wes's office um, encouraged everybody to pick a word mm. to embrace for 2021. And then I had um, little uh, personalized license plates made with all oh, their I names. Saw, oh my gosh, it's so adorable. They turned out very so, creative. So and so I, um, I went ahead and I, um, I did, um, I got this message back from one of the agents and she said I listened to your podcast and my word for the year is going to be confidence because you inspired me so much and that's something I want to embody I love it that is so cool. I know. I know. Get out I know. Of town. It makes me so grateful. <laughs> it makes me so grateful. Oh my gosh. For everything. It really does. I'm so thankful. I think I'm going to cry. I love my life. I can't even right now.
And in the spirit of gratitude, thank you so much, Rockwood Audio, for being amazing every week and delivering a high-quality podcast. That's right. And Ava Media Productions for being so amazing with our video content. We're very grateful for both of you. We're grateful for our listener. We're grateful for reviews. We we just genuinely appreciate feedback. So subscribe, share, and provide us with your feedback. It really means a lot to us. And um, with that, may your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss, Bliss Beyond, Beyond Fear, Fear podcast. podcast.